Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome back, everybody, to Paranormal Stakeout. I'm your host, Larry Lawson, coming to you from beautiful Vero Beach and Fellsmere, Florida, the southern command post of the X-Zone Broadcast Network, headquartered in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And I'm really excited to be back with everybody tonight as we continue our journey, our quest into determining what really does exist on the other side. And uh, tonight, uh, really excited to have another friend from the frozen north, Fargo, North Dakota, north that is, um, Audrey Farrell. Audrey is the lead investigator for Fargo Ghost Chasers, a team of paranormal per- investigators based out of Fargo, North Dakota. Since its inception in 2007, the team has been visiting known and unknown spooky places in an effort to prove whether these locations are haunted or not. From visiting cemeteries, historical sites, and homes, this team of dedicated investigators bring professionalism, personality, and confidentiality to every case they investigate. Their goal is to document and hopefully someday scientifically prove the existence of the paranormal. And as all of you know, that's right in my wheelhouse. That's exactly where I want to see our profession go to prove whether or not the paranormal exists. Audrey Farrell, welcome to Paranormal Stakeout. Hey, Larry, thank you. So glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here. Fargo, North Dakota uh, immediately brings in the the movie, Fargo. Uh, but <laughs> as I understand it, most of the movie wasn't even shot there, was it? No, there were a couple scenes um, done close by, but uh, no, nothing nothing in our city. Yeah. Well, one of, the, um, one of the reasons why I'm excited to have you on the show is, you know, folks at least down here in the, in the lower 48... Uh, we hear about New Orleans and Savannah, St. Augustine here in Florida as these tremendous um, places for paranormal investigations. But we don't hear a whole lot from your neck of the woods. And there's so much history up there, isn't there? There really is, Larry. There just 
you know, North Dakota and especially Fargo is really steeped in, in history. So we have so many different places we can go. Um, our biggest problem we is, is just finding time to, to go everywhere. And then we're close to, you know, uh, Minneapolis. We're close to a lot of the sites there. And so there's just a lot of different opportunities up in this neck of the woods. Uh, well, are, are, you from, are you from there originally? Um, yeah, for the most part. Um, lived in Winnipeg and in Kansas. And, and my dad was actually a horse trainer, and then he went to law school. So we moved around a little bit and lived in Grand Forks and Bismarck and um, oh, okay. you know, a couple of different places. But for, for Fargo, for the most part. Okay. Uh, been here the longest. So. Well, how, how did how did you get into the, this field? How did you become a paranormal investigator? Well, Larry, I actually have been a photographer since I mean I was very young. I uh, went to school to be a photojournalist. Um, graduated from the University of North Dakota. I've uh, been taking pictures a long time, and you know through the years I'd, I'd see you know a couple different things that would show up, and I'd you know try to figure things out, and you know what what is that, you know that that sort of thing, and but I really didn't become real involved in this, this field until way back in 2000, I believe it was, I'm trying to think of what year, but I was down in Arizona. My mom had gotten sick. Um, I flew down there. She had just gone down for a week visit, and she ended up in the hospital, and she wasn't doing well. Well, I went to stay with a relative, and, and from the, the moment, Larry, I set foot in that house that I stayed at, it was just oppressive. It was, it was just the, the weirdest feeling I've ever felt. And while I was staying there, you know, visiting my mom and trying to see her through this illness, um, I was literally pinched. I was scratched. It was it was the worst thing I've ever had happen to me as far as I, I mm. knew something was there, and I just didn't didn't know what. And finally, after talking to the relative, and, and I, I reached out to whatever this was, and I said, look, I'm only going to be here a couple weeks. If you could just bear with me here, I'll, I'll be out of your hair. Um, but in talking with the relative, she has, she'd seen a lot of different things happen there. And the person that had lived at the home before, um, she thought it had passed away, um, suddenly there. And I, I honestly believe it was him because I, I've just never had that experience. It was oppressive. Um, and you know, I, I told other relatives and no one really believed me. My daughter had experienced it herself, but one of my other relatives stayed there later. And he told me, he said, you know, I want you to know, I didn't believe you, but when I stayed there recently, he'd seen a face. He'd seen a couple different things that woke oh. him up, and he said, I, I believe you. Um, but I was literally pinched Larry, and something was there and didn't like me. It wasn't a good presence, and that opened my eyes and said, there, there's something here. Yeah. And, and you, I, were an, um, you were an adult. You, know, you were an adult when this happened. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is unusual. I just said, oh, exactly. And, like, again, my daughter was there. She felt a lot of these things, and, and uh, um, the grandma that lived there, she'd different you know people coming in and out of rooms and and so i do believe there was something there and, and that's what it meant and then um at work we got talking with a few of my coworkers and they had experiences and you know we enjoy the history part of things so we said you know let's start going to these places let's start doing that and and we've been doing it a long time and we enjoy it you know it's one of those things that uh we we try to do when we get time and and that's really what got me started though was that experience um in arizona and how old were you when this occurred Oh, gosh, you know, trying to think when my mom first got sick. I can't remember exactly. Um, probably 30, maybe, 35, mm. something like that. So old enough, you know, old yeah. enough where I, I knew what I was experiencing. Um, I knew what I'd felt, and, and there was definitely something there. And I couldn't sleep at night. I was so bothered by this heaviness and this, this, this you know, something was there, and it was oppressive. And, and I just have never felt anything really since and, and never felt anything before. But there was something at that home. Well, because so many people I've, I've spoken to and I've talked to many folks on this show that have, you know, got their start in, in the, the field. And most of it is, oh, age four, age six. Uh, rarely uh-huh. do I talk to somebody who's had an experience later in life who'd never had anything happen to them before. Um, your group, so you you know you you come back and you form this group. What two thousand seven, I believe. Yes, um, we did. Uh, what's what what brought all of you together? Just just discussing it. Did anybody have any experience prior to uh, this? Or yes, several of our, our members actually of our team had had experiences, and and just through talking and visiting and and that sort of thing, we said, you know, I think we should go out and we should check this site. I think we should do this, and it's just through the years it's evolved. And we have kind of the core um, members, and then other people will say, God, you know, let me know if you guys go, and, and we'll set a time. We said this is what we're going to do, and it's kind of grown. And, um, you know, we decided to have our own um, 
our Facebook page as well. And mm-hmm. we do have our own internet page, and it's kind of opened my eyes. A lot of things have changed since then, and but we we do we we enjoy going out and and um, going to these places, and and um, it's it's been interesting, especially with the coworkers too. Mm-hmm. Hearing well, well, you know, down here in Florida, we Florida is a relatively new state when you compare it to the rest rest of the union. Um, and down here, we're talking about pirates and shipwrecks, uh, some Native Americans uh, uh, in the area. But mostly it has to do with the, our, the sea around us, and, and most of our ghost stories are connected with that. What seems to be the more common theme up there in Fargo, North Dakota? Well, actually, you know, the whole state and, uh, pretty much is, you know, settled by Native Americans thousands of years ago. So a lot of the hauntings or different things that they see go on happened at some of these, um, you know, like the Whitestone Battlefields, the uh, Fort Abercrombies, the Kildare Mountain you know, Massacre site. You know, that places that that's where a lot of the things that people see happen at these places. So I think a lot of it had to do with the early settlers. You know, Fargo at one time too was a very very wild town. Um, you know, we had our share of Birdello saloons. Um, there was a lot of death at that time too you know somebody would mm-hmm. shoot you over the collar of your shirt you know it was it was one of those things that um you know there was a lot of history there too and a lot of people uh you know death and and so if there's going to be it's going to be at places like that so the whole well, state and fargo have a lot of a lot of those a lot of battles between the u.s government and the native natives that lived there at the time correct right yes uh-huh have you had a chance to visit any of those types of battles fields and what kind of experiences did you have there? Well, Larry, one of the places that our group has gone to um, several times is, is the Whitestone Battlefield, and it's actually south of Calm, North Dakota, and it marks the the biggest skirmish between it was General Sully in retaliation of the 1862 uprising in Minnesota had sent his, his um, troops over, and basically they found this this um, group that were camped out a peaceful peaceful group. Um, and they ended up fighting, and hundreds, hundreds passed away. And then the ones that didn't die, and that was including men, women, and children, and the ones that did not pass away, a lot of them did end up starving that winter time um, because the the troops had, you know, burned all their tallow, and and um, so that was one of the, the battles that we've, um, the battle sites that we've gone to. I and mean, there's actually an interpretive center there, um, a lake. Um, you know, it's one of those places that. So many were destitute after that they perished during the next winter. Um, mm-hmm. They have a monument that honors, you know, the, the Indian dead. They have a second one commemorating the soldiers. And it's, it, it's really, a, you know, a somber place. You know, we go there, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, try to do our thing, but yet in the same token, we try to be respectful. Um, but that's one place we've visited a couple times. We'll definitely plan on going back there again. They have a, a place you could camp out. We, you know, plan to go there, um, stop the town. <clears throat> Excuse me. South of town, there's um, Fort Abercrombie. Uh, we like to go there, too. It's, you know, short drive from Fargo, like a half hour. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a couple different places that, you know, um, the Whitestone Hill is probably three, three and a half hours from here. Um, so there, there's just a couple. And there, there's many, many places that you can go. Kielder Mountain site. Um, there's just numerous places that a person can, can check out. And that's and that's the old West. I mean, that's the uh, that's the beginning of our country. And, and the uh-huh. history, history is so important in this field of paranormal research because out, without history, why bother? So I think that's really important. Now, uh, uh-huh. Fargo is interesting because you had a huge fire there in what 18, uh, 1893, I believe, destroyed yes, almost actually, the entire downtown. Mm-hmm. And then you There's had that a couple of bat- them. Mm-hmm. and uh, the bad tornado in fifty seven. So you've had a lot of tragedy and stuff. Uh, there also. We're going to get ready to take our, our first break here. When we get back, I'd like you to, to kind of outline and share with us some of the things that you've seen, especially at the battle sites and what you've experienced. Love to hear that. Um, folks, stay with us. We're going to take a quick break here. and We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. More from Audrey Farrell of Fargo, North Dakota. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. 
yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. And we are back for the next segment here of Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, Audrey Farrell of Fargo Ghost Chasers out of Fargo, North Dakota. Um, before the break, Audrey, you were telling me just some of the areas that you have the opportunity to investigate up there, uh, mm-hmm. the, the the old battlefields from the Old West and, and and a lot of the tragedy, too. And and I don't think it's lost on any of us in this field that tragedy will sometimes spark activity. Mm-hmm. You, What kind of things have you witnessed or your team have has witnessed on these historical sites? Uh, We've actually had quite a few different experiences, Larry, Um, you know, and we don't all have the same thing. Um, Some of our members have actually seen in apparitions. Some of our team has actually seen, you know, a lot of shadow people, um, you know, heard different things. Some of us have shared some of the same experiences where we hear these same voices or, or different things happen. Um, but at the same time, we try to be very respectful of each other. If one doesn't see it, that doesn't mean that the other one didn't, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, but we have had a lot of, of, lot of um, pictures, anomalies show up at the Whitestone, for instance. We did have almost like a demonic, not, demonic face rather show up. Um, we've caught a lot of real strange sounds out there. Um, just different things at different places, I guess. And we mm-hmm. were actually up in Grand Forks a couple weeks ago. We had a call from a gentleman, and he asked us to come up, and uh, he'd had a lot of things going on at one of the rental properties, so we spent some time. And one of our group actually saw um, a shadow move from one, one room to the other room. Uh, we didn't see it, but, but I believe that he saw that. Um, mm-hmm. one of our, some of our equipment got knocked over on its own. Uh, we had some other experiences happen like that. And uh, just, just different things throughout the years we've had. Well, you've you've also had somebody that you work with, I believe you, you had mentioned earlier when we had talked, uh, had seen a uh, a Native American on a horse. Was that in the same yeah. area? It was actually one of our our postal inspectors. He's actually he's not in Fargo anymore, but he was telling us he had grown up around uh, Fort Abercrombie site, and he and his then girlfriend had gone into Fargo to go to a movie, and they were on their way home one night, and it was it was dark, but they were on their way home and. And he said that right in front of, on the, almost home, and he was almost there, and right in front of him, a Native American on a, white, on a horse that was white, and you could see through it, went right in front of him, front of the road, and went down on the other side and disappeared. And he looked at his, his then girlfriend, now his wife, and he said, did you just see what I saw? And she said, yes, I saw what you saw. And he said he'd never seen anything since and never saw anything before. But he told us that after he saw that, He's a believer, and he said, I don't care what people say, I know what I saw. And so um, he's not the only one that, that have seen apparitions around the fort. 
Um, it's not something that we've we've seen yet, but we go there, we do a lot of you know, take a lot of pictures, that sort of thing. And um, but that's that was one experience that stuck with me. I thought, you know, here's a here's a guy in pretty high regard. I don't think he's going to make up something like that. Yeah, and a postal inspector, it's basically the law yeah. enforcement arm of, of the postal service. So he's a cop. It is. Uh, I would mm-hmm. well, I wouldn't mind chatting with him about that. And you know, isn't that something that always seems to happen in this field? You, somebody sees something, even somebody with a credible background, but rarely are we able to to collect the evidence to to prove it. It's kind of frustrating, isn't it? Um, it is absolutely. And I hope someday, Larry, I hope someday that we can get that evidence, get that get that scientific equipment that we can do that. Um, well, what kind of equipment? We- what kind of equipment do you guys use when you're uh, when you, especially since you're outdoors a lot? What what kind yeah. of equipment do you like to use? You know, Larry, our team uses a host of gadgets. Each of us kind of personally likes to bring a couple things each. I prefer my cameras. Um, some like to use voice recorders, the K2, EMF readers. You know, some like to have fun with digital apps. It's just kind of everybody to its own, you know. Um, we try to bring a variety of different things, and then later we sit down and compare. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the most important thing, we make sure it's a flashlight. <laughs> Forgot that one time. <laughs> but, uh, oh. but, yeah, I, I prefer cameras myself. Mm-hmm. Have you had a lot of luck with your cameras uh, as far as catching anomalies? Um, a few things. Yeah, I think uh, my film cameras, when I used to shoot and, and film, I kind of missed that format. Um, it seemed like I caught more things. I was at the Bullock Hotel in Deadwood, South Dakota, and I caught a um, just a really strange, strange image on my um, film my camera, and uh, it almost looked like a figure walking up the stairs. And that's mm. one of my, my favorite pictures that I, that we weren't there as a group. I was just there visiting. And uh, that's one of my, my favorite pictures, I guess. Would you, would you consider that maybe your best piece of evidence? I think so, yeah, personally. Well, and each of us, you know, same thing. Um, each of us has their own piece that they prefer. And if I can't really speak for the, the group, but myself, sure. that would probably be mine. Yeah, well, well, let me chat a little bit since we're, we're talking about that. Uh, your evidence, once you, you, your team collects it, you, this picture, for example, that you just described, what, do, what does your team do with the evidence, and how do you evaluate it, and how do you, what do you do to um, try and debunk it or prove that it's, it's, it's some sort of anomaly? What, 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 how do you guys handle that? What we that? typically do, Larry, like, for example, we were up in you know, Grand Forks a couple weeks ago. After we're all done, we look at each other's evidence, we sit down, uh, if you feel that there's something there, then we'll share it. We do have our own Facebook page that it's you know set to private right now. We would like to get that public at one point, um, but we do like to go through that um, together. And then if, if we do think that there's something, then we'll, we'll put that. Um, but I think we're um, people, our groups often over-interpret evidence and kind of fail to you know consider alternative explanations. So we really, really try to debunk it. We look at that and say, wait a minute, that's you know. So we're really careful that way, um, you know, say, well, wait a minute here. You know, I don't know about that, and, and we're just, we're, we're real careful that way. Um, but, for example, we have a few things we have to go through before we uh, present the, the evidence to this gentleman that don't want us to come up there. Um, so we have to sit down a little more and, and go over some of the things that happened. But, but how do you, you know, document that, that our equipment got, got moved on its own? You know, it's one of those things that we just have to sit down with them and say, this is what we saw. Um, this is what, what we think that there's something paranormal. Um, I mean, we look at the evidence first and then sit down with him. Have you ever had a piece of evidence you thought that you slam dunk? This is without question a paranormal anomaly. We can't explain it. And then you got a chance to look at it a lot more closely, and you were able to say, "Ah, wait a minute, not not so much." I think. Uh, the, yeah. Have you Have you ever had that happen? I did. In fact, we were out of Bonanzaville. It's it's this frontier town. Um, set up in West Fargo, and we had gone out there, and there was an old church that they had hauled in, and a lot of experiences there. Some of the workers that were in there refused to work after 5 o'clock. They'd heard a child in there and saw footprints and that sort of thing. Well, we were in there one night, and I actually, uh, my camera, I thought I had a video camera. I thought I had caught um, a being of light. I thought I had caught something on there, and after looking at it and looking at it and looking at it, I realized it was just a reflection, and I was just crushed. My little lips just curled. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things that it's like, okay, you know, we have to debunk it, too. I don't want to, you know, say this is what it was and it wasn't. Yes, I'm glad. Say, you know. if, 
if we don't have integrity in this field, Audrey, um, we lose it. And and there's there, right. I, there's a lot of folks out there that I think sometimes get excited. They they don't mean any harm, but they just don't have the um, patience or the experience to sit back and look at it objectively, and they get excited. And then there are some people out there that fake it, and those are the ones mm-hmm. that I worry about. And and I'm glad yeah. to hear you talking about um, looking at things objectively, because we've got to debunk things or look for a logical explanation before we turn around and say, ah, we can't explain that. So I'm really, really happy right. to hear you say that. Um, what is the most, uh, on your, your your team, now do you have team equipment or does everybody just bring their own? How, how does that work for you everybody guys? Everybody just brings their own. I would eventually, though, like to get nicer equipment. Um, I'd like to get better cameras, different things. But for right now, we kind of just bring our own things to the table. Have any piece of equipment, I know you prefer your cameras, but has anything worked so uh, extremely well with one of your other team members that you you just were really wowed by this piece of equipment? Not really, I guess. I have to say, um, you know, one of our team members, then he prefers to use, he does a lot of, you know, voice recording and so forth, and that's something he he likes to do. Um, but, yeah, not really, I guess. Okay, that's because there's – one of my other big uh, beefs is really our, our methods, our equipment has not changed much in the last 20 years. And uh, I'm, I'm looking for – somebody out there that has come up with something new and then and i'm hoping there's going to be an inventor out there that has come with a different angle to uh, to all this my personal belief is i think that the field of itc instrumental transcommunication if there's going to be a break i think that's in my opinion where we're going to have it yeah. that's my favorite that's my favorite I piece totally of agree. so um <laughs> now you, uh, we just got a couple minutes more here before we take our next break. You, you mentioned a lot about historical places. Do you ever go to homes? Uh, yes, we do. And, and the reason that we started doing that, actually, there is when we had started our website, uh, and I was just shocked at how many people have reached out to us, and that was really an eye-opener. We've had so many people, um, a rancher out in western North Dakota. We've had people... You know, in Fargo, they said, look, I'm having this this going on. Would you guys be able to come and kind of give me what you think is going on? And so we do visit a lot of homes, and that's something we choose. We don't put anything on our site, you know, where we're at, because I know it's hard for people to even, you know, get a hold of us. Just to make that leap and, and to, to call us and, and ask us to come over was, is a big thing. So um, we have gone to a lot of homes. And I, I honestly believe that these people, you know, are experiencing that. I think it's something that, that they honestly believe there's something going on. A couple of places they've asked us to come, they feel like there's something demonic there. And I'll say, no, you know, sorry, if this is what you think is there, uh, we don't want to, you know, put our group in, in harm's way. Um, but we do have people that will call and say, can you come to my home? And, and we do that. Um, we don't charge for services. Um, but it's it's really been an eye-opener um, since we did start that site to have, you know, so many mm-hmm. people seek us out. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about your, your philosophies and your, your theories um, on what the paranormal is. Uh, so stay with us, folks. We're going to be back in just a couple minutes on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, Audrey Farrell from Fargo, North Dakota. Be right back. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's author of a fascinating book, Amen. 
It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back, folks, uh, with my guest tonight, Audrey Farrell. Um, Audrey, in the last segment, we were starting to talk a little bit about investigating homes. And a lot of my listeners um, do that with their teams, and some of them are just getting started. Uh, what do you do to vet somebody? I mean, you get somebody that calls, uh, they call your, your, you get your number off your website, and they call you and say, we need help. What do you do to prep for that? What do you do to vet these people? What we do, Larry, is we, we get a lot of information. We say, okay, what's going on? Tell us what's happening. Um, tell us you know, what you're experiencing. And we kind of go from there. Um, it's not something that we just jump into. We make sure that, because we've gotten a few calls, too, that are a little sketchy. So we have to just kind of make sure that these people really are who they, they say they are. And, mm-hmm. you know, if we think there's, again, anything demonic, demonic we don't even, I don't want to submit the team members to that so we kind of stay away but that's kind of how we feel we do a lot of research first we just ask questions we make a lot of calls um ask if they can document anything for us and and kind of go from there do you talk to them at all and this is a very very sensitive subject um and and i'm interested to hear how you deal with you do you discuss anything about drug use mental health issues anything like that amongst the, the folks that are possibly uh, witnessing these events? You know, we don't. Uh, what, what we do when we ask them questions, we'll just say, well, is it something you're experiencing or somebody else? Or um, We kind of get a feel for it that way, um, but we don't come out you know, and ask if there if there any abuse, any substance you know, abuse going on. Do, do you ever ask if, they, if there's been anybody in the house that has conducted a... Um, a seance, for example, or any type of black magic ritual. Do you do you inquire well, that, that at we all? Have. Yes, that we have. We've asked about that. We've asked if, if any crimes been committed there. We asked any mm-hmm. suicides. We ask a lot of different questions too, if they if they know. Um, but we kind of stay away from the other little more sensitive things. We can usually get a feel for, from talking to people too. Um, you know, if there might be something like that going on. What do you tell for, if somebody calls you? Uh, I, I've called you. There's a. I think there's a haunting in my house, so I've called uh, the Fargo Ghost Chasers, um, and asked them. You know, please come in and, and and look and see what's going on here, and please help me. Help me with this. What would be your your response to that? I just get a list here. I'd sit down and and want you to explain to me what's happening. I uh, need to know why you need help, what you're seeing, okay. what other people are experiencing, and then we kind of we decide if it's something that we want to do. If they think there's something evil in there or if they're actually getting physically hurt, 
then we'll just say no. We, we suggest they get a priest in and, and have the house okay. left. Um, but that's, that's but, usually what we start off with. Just a lot of questions, a lot of asking. I, I guess what I'm, I'm trying to do, what, how do you tell them you can help them, I guess, is a better way for me to ask that question. We need help. What can you do to help me? How would you respond to that? What I would say is, you know, if you think it's something you just want to verify, if there's something you believe is paranormal, okay. we can get our team in and try to, you know, verify that. Try to say, look, we, we agree with you. Um, otherwise, we can, you know, come, same thing, just go and, and, and maybe try to debunk it for you and say, this is what we think is happening. Maybe set their mind at ease. Okay. Um, so I- yeah, that, that's what I'm getting at. I get a little bit worried about groups that make promises, and sometimes they're, uh, they're not made with malintent, but they make promises they can't keep, and that does concern me out there. And I've, I've seen that happen with the groups. I, I talked to a, uh, an individual one time when I asked them, well, if you did find it was a, 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 some sort of evil or demonic type of entity, what would you do? And they had no idea. Uh, and that worried me because sometimes, you know, folks come to us, and we don't do a lot of houses. Our team doesn't, for example. But um, mm-hmm. folks come to us looking for help. And I am very concerned about groups that offer things that they're just not capable of doing and mm-hmm. could end up making exactly. matters worse for the client. That's that's kind of where I was going right. with that. Yeah, I totally understand because so, there's, there's quite a few we've just said, look, you know, I don't think this is something that we can help you out. I'm, I'm sorry, but I do recommend you speak to someone at the, at the church and, and have someone come in. Um, so that's happened probably more often than it has, Larry, that we've actually gone in and, and tried to, um, you know, see what's going on at their home. Mm-hmm. Now, you you mentioned before your probably your favorite piece of evidence was that photograph that you took. Um, have you had anything really frightening? Have you have you actually had the wits scared out of you from any investigations? Not at, with our team. I have not. Um, the experience in Arizona that mm. to me was very frightening. And I haven't had anything since then. Um, so I'd have to say that when I was in NASA. Okay. Have uh, any of your other team members, have they, experienced, have they ever experienced something during an investigation uh, that really unnerved them? And when that happened, how do you guys handle that? Does that, does that make sense? How do you handle a traumatic event at one of your investigations if you've had anything like, anything like that? You know, we haven't had anything real traumatic. We've had some of the team members say, look, you know, that I, I just I, I thought I'd seen something here and it kind of rattled them, but not to the point where they said, I don't want to do this anymore. It hasn't been anything real frightening that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we haven't had to, you know, worry about that. Okay. Uh, do you, uh, I know you talked a little bit about training and, and things a little bit earlier. Do you guys do any in-service training, or do you do anything to, to um, no. update your skills at all? Uh, no, we haven't. You know, I think it's one of those things we've just worked together so long that we, we just try to try different things um, together. Um, down the road, though, I would, I would definitely be interested in doing something like that. I think that's something that our team needs to work on. I think we need to work on our equipment more. I think we need to work on, you know, uploading and, and having a central location for all of our different mm-hmm. um, pictures, and that's something that we plan to do. Um, so, you know, we, we have exciting plans in the future, what we're going to do, where we're heading. Um, that's definitely one thing I want to work on, Larry, is, is um, getting some different updated equipment. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no doubt, most there's no money in this field, so all of us have what I lovingly call our grown-up jobs. And that doesn't allow us a lot of time sometimes to do, spend a lot of time on, uh, in this type of work. But do you think that the field would benefit, in your opinion, from having a some sort of um, standardization in how we investigate uh, the types of equipment, not you know not hard fast you must do it this way, but a standardization in in training on how to do it and some sort of repository for evidence so that investigators from all over the globe can um, take a look at what other people have and compare it with with what they found. What do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. I, I do believe a, a database that everybody could submit their work to um, would be wonderful. And I hope we can streamline that someday and to see what other groups are doing. I mean, I know that some, you know, have them on their sites, but it would be just nice to have it one place. Mm-hmm. I think that would well, be uh, really a good thing. And my listeners that have been with me 
for a while know that it is a common theme of mine, and I'm going to keep mentioning it until we get this ball rolling and, and suddenly someday put that whole thing into place. But let me ask you this important question. What do you think a ghost is? What's your opinion? You know, I've, I've had enough things happen to me that I believe there's something out there. Uh, the way I look at it is, you know, ghosts haven't been proven to be real, nor have they proven to not be real. I just know from my own perspective that there's something unexplainable. I, you know, I think maybe it's just, it's, and I believe in heaven, I believe in hell, and I believe it's just for some reason these, these beings have not been able to go to the other side. Uh, for some reason, I believe they're trapped here or they choose to visit here. Um, I feel that a lot of places that we do visit, you know, the site of, of the unimaginable suffering and pain, and I think that's why some of those energies still linger. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's just something we don't yet understand, um, but whatever the reason, I think that something remains here. And I hope someday, Larry, that, that we're able to figure out what it is. I hope we're able to kind of document. So maybe if, if these beings are trapped here, maybe somehow we can get them to go to the other side. Um, but, you know, my experience, I, I believe that ghosts are real. I just, I, I wish some way we were able to prove that. Do you know, but do you have an opinion as what, of what they are? Are they dimensional beings? Are they the, the, the residual energy from those that were here before? Do you have an opinion on that? I think it's both. Actually, I think it's just, there's so many different places. I think it's actually a little bit of both. I think some okay. residual. Yeah, so I think well, there's so many uh, exp- different circumstances. Well, ex- to explain that when you say both, what's your, what's your thought on that? I, can you explain that a little bit better? Well, you know, again, I believe in heaven and in hell, and I think that there are demonic forces here. I think that there are those those beings that are here on Earth, and mm-hmm. I do believe that the residual, like the post inspector had seen that Native American, I believe that was a residual haunting. But I do believe there are those that are trapped that can't get to the other side. Mm-hmm. And that's what I believe a lot of the hauntings are. Okay, okay. And and, and I've heard a similar uh, thought, and, and I kind of am, am, am leaning towards this a little bit, that uh, maybe death is another dimension, and maybe that's why things keep crossing back and, and forth in between. Do you, do you guys use mediums at all? Uh, no, we don't. But a couple of our team members, um, one of the gals on our team, um, does have some abilities, and she is working on trying to hone those those abilities and and um as far as i don't i don't have any of those i've had you know women's intuition that kind of thing um mm-hmm. but no we don't have any that that are real you know working mediums have you had any of them on your investigations that have either uh, been proven to be valuable or maybe not so valuable have you ever had that oh, experience definitely, at all? definitely valuable oh absolutely yeah, one of the gals on our team, you know, she's, she's able to say, you know, look, I believe this is what I'm getting. Uh, I believe there was a child here. You know, um, she has a lot of um, feelings, you know, and uh, I think that she's, she's been very, very beneficial to our team. When, but have you been able to ever historically proven any, anything that a medium has given you at an investigation? No, not at this point. Okay. Well, we're just about ready to take our last break here for... So stay with us. we got some more great uh, questions to ask. So hang with us, and we'll be back in just a few minutes here on Paranormal Stakeout. They're here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. 
So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. And welcome back, folks, for our final segment tonight on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest, Audrey Farrell of Fargo Ghost Chasers in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, her website is FargoGhostChasers.com, all one word. And you can get a hold of her at her email, AUDZ62 at AOL.com, if you have any questions about the haunts in Fargo, North Dakota. I'd also uh, like you to invite all of you to listen to other great programming on the Exome Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net, and you can see there the host of terrific paranormal programming available to everyone. I'd also like to invite you to visit my website, www.paranormalfbi.com and www.paranormalstakeout.com. If you have any questions, thoughts, or ideas, Give me a shot at one of those uh, email addresses. I'd love to hear from you. Um, Audrey, we're coming to the, to, uh, the end of the show here, and as always, i got so many more questions I want to ask than I've got time. But in your opinion, what, is, what do you think is the most controversial issue facing the paranormal research and investigation world today? Probably just the presentation of the evidence, um, you know, trying to, like, orbs, you know, that kind of thing. Are they real or are they not? You know, I think that's probably the biggest one right now is just, you know, did he really hear that? Did this really happen? Um, it's just trying to prove or trying to show that this, this really did happen. That's, that's what I think. Well, how do you think we're going to get there? I mean, one of the, I, I mentioned it before, one of my biggest issues is, our equipment hasn't changed in 20 years. We've really had nothing that has um, changed where we're going. I mean, there, there's been variations. There's there's certain types of what we call ghost boxes, and I don't want to mention any, any product names uh, on the show, but right. uh, that have been very successful. But reality, there's been no new theories out there. Do you right. have do you have an do you have an opinion of where we need to go with that? We do, and I think maybe with the standardization of, a, of the evidence, maybe that's something that we can come up with. But I think until, you know, scientists or somebody does come up with that kind of equipment, I think we might just kind of be stuck with the same things. You know, I think it's just something that a lot of that's open to interpretation. Do, but I'm hoping do you, down the road that, you know. Do you, as a team, do you guys ever do any types of experiments? Um, for example, we, you know, we're trying, trying some light experiments right now. We're trying some experiments with uh, different types of apparatus. Do you guys ever get an opportunity to do that in your investigations? You know, not yet, Larry. We haven't done a whole lot of that. Um, some of the members are, are having fun with some digital things, um, but we haven't had a chance to try some other things. That, and that's one of our, our goals, too, is to try more of those things. When you, um, I, I assume you haven't had any new members in a while. Sounds like you've got a pretty stable team there. Uh, but when you look, or if you were to look for a new member, what would you look for? Somebody that can get along with others. And we actually have quite a few people that will say, can I go with you guys? Uh, what do you think about that? Um, you know, let me know if you go. We just see if they can get along with us. Um, they don't try to, you know, grandstand, don't try to, you know, and just long as they're compatible, we don't mind if they come with. If you get somebody to come with and they're trying to, you know, boss, you know, that sort of thing, that's like, oh, it's probably not going to work. 
Um, but everybody that's come with us has actually been great. Um, we have quite a few that reach out and say, let us know. We'd love to go next time. And we don't have a problem with that. You know, if we have to take two cars somewhere, fine. You know, we all meet at one spot and, and go there. And, and, but just the, just the main thing is being able to get along with, with the other team. Mm-hmm. Have you ever brought anybody along that just didn't meld and it kind of messed up your entire uh, operation for that night? Uh, no, not, not so far. We've been pretty lucky. Oh, you have been lucky. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, we've, uh, we've, unfor- we've had a few instances over, over a period of time ourselves uh, that weren't, we, we did the same thing, basically brought somebody in to see how they would work out and if they would get along uh-huh. and if they would meld with us and it just didn't work. Cause I'm, I'm a big believer that they're, they got to fit with the personality of, of your team. Right. Exactly. How- that's, that's very true. Okay, so somebody out there listening tonight wants to become a, a paranormal investigator. I don't like really using the term ghost hunter because it, that just denotes somebody that's just out there for the weekend to try and get a quick scare. But if somebody wants to become a paranormal investigator, uh, what kind of qualifications skills would you like to see them have? Or do they need any? You know, they really don't. Uh, no special skills, qualifications. A passion is what you need. You know, you don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have any fancy schmancy equipment. Just a basic camera, a voice recorder. You know, get a group of friends together who share your interest, and there you go. You know, just be open-minded. Just go and relax. Go with the flow. Um, you know, you don't have to, you know, prove something right away. Be patient. You know, we've done this a long time, and, and you know, we, we realize that it's not, you're not going to see something all the time. It's just you have to go with the flow and relax and try to, you know, take in your atmosphere, um, just take in the, you know, try to, you know, feel feel where you're at, take the whole thing in. Um, so, you know, I don't think you really have to have any kind of special qualification. Just go and, and have a good time, but don't go alone. Always make sure you're with someone. I'm a real safety safety advocate. Mm-hmm. Always make sure that you travel together and uh, don't ever go anywhere alone. Well, I- and, and I totally agree with that. And and I'm going to add something there. I believe that they do have to have a love of history. I don't I don't think that you can be successful in this field without the desire to uh, to embrace history. That's just my opinion, because Absolutely. without history, none of, none of this matters. And certainly the areas yeah. you talked about up there that really a lot of a lot of folks in the paranormal field, at least in down in this neck of the woods, we don't really think about all of the history that sets up there in the in in the plains in in North Dakota in the north the uh, north like that. I mean, just the things that happened there that we've just forgotten about over the years. History is forgotten. Very 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 important. Exactly. What Definitely. other advice? Would, what, what other advice would you give someone that's just starting out? What do, if somebody came to you and said, "Look, I'm not sure what I want. I'm not sure what this whole thing is, but I'm curious." What advice would you give them? You know, just get a group of friends, even a couple people say, you know, let's go check out. We don't always go ghost hunting. You know, our team will actually go, we'll go over to Moorhead. We'll go on this historic walk. You know, we'll go in the daytime. You don't always have to do this at night. Just mm-hmm. get people that are interested to share that passion, share the passion for history and say, hey, let's go check it out. You know, don't have to right away, you know, get into any kind of ghost hunting or, you know, you can just go and, and check it out. Go to a museum, go to these places and, and it kind of goes from there. And uh, there's many times we'll, we'll just go somewhere and, and walk around. Um, Moorhead, the site of a very, very wild time. We walked around banks of the river. We found artifacts. Our team's actually done, you know, gone looking for Native American relics, uh, looking for arrowheads. Um, you know, we'll go along the river. There's just so many other things people can do. Um, mm-hmm. But just mainly get the, some people that share your, your passion and, and go from there. Does your group do anything... Um to help restore or support historic sites? Oh, absolutely. You know, when we go there, we make sure that we make donations to them. We're very respectful. That's, that's one thing, too, I want to emphasize, is that if you go somewhere, you know, make sure you have permission to go there. Uh, make sure that if it is on, you know, historical site, you know, there, there's usually a um, donation. You know, make sure you, you donate. Uh, but be respectful. When you go there, don't be traipsing over different things and, you know, being loud. And, and this, is, this is very, a lot of those places are very somber, somber ground. So just be mm-hmm. respectful. Um, but, yeah, we definitely do. We do make um, donations to different, um, you know, we don't charge our services, but we make sure that, that we do mm-hmm. donate. 
Do you ever work with any other teams up there? Uh, not so far, we haven't. But that's you know that's something I definitely wouldn't mind doing someday. That's on the agenda. Yeah, collaboration is important because it, you know, getting different minds together, different thoughts. I think that's also a huge, huge help in the future, um, for the future of uh, our field. What's the what's the plans for Fargo Ghost Chasers? What what does the future hold for you guys? You know, there's so many places we plan to go. Um, this summer we're going to go to, there's a sanatorium in, in Duluth, Minnesota. We have a trip planned there. Um, we have a, a library um, in North Dakota we're going to go to. We just have so many places. It's just a matter of trying to get the time to go. So it's full steam ahead. You know, we plan on checking out more places. And then down the road, uh, we love the Western history. We'd like to go to, you know, Tombstone, Arizona, I mean, Bisbee, Arizona. We, we want to branch out. Um, I'd like to go to uh, Bodie, California get a group there someday. Um, so there's so many, so many places and things I want to do. Uh, have you, have you ever had any desire to check out any of the Eastern places, the Savannah, Georgia's, the, uh, New Orleans, oh, Louisiana places? Yes. I've been to Charleston and, and there's just, just a tremendous amount of history there as well. So that's, that's on the agenda too. I don't know if I'm going to have enough time for this, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, I think it's, like I said, most of us have what I call grown-up jobs. It makes it really, really difficult at times yeah. to uh, to do everything that we do. But um, there's there's so much in this field, and I, and I really want to uh, take a minute to thank you for for coming on the show tonight and sharing us with us what's going on up there in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, how, many, how many how many groups are in your area? How many if in your geographic area? How many? How many groups? You know, I do you think, think there's have? three to four that actually have you know websites, but I know there's a number of groups that you know don't have a name. They just kind of do it for fun. They'll do it once in a while here and there. Um, but I think there's quite a few more. Than now, in, in, really. but in what area? What uh, uh, miles I know area? In, actually, North Dakota. I know the statewide. I'm going to guess there's probably maybe eight groups, okay. and then Fargo alone, there's probably two to three. Okay, great. Well. Uh, listen, um, I appreciate. I suggest you get with those groups, collaborate with them. Let's uh, let's let's get everybody working together to further our field. And folks, I want to thank all of you for joining us tonight on Paranormal Stakeout. I want uh, everybody to concentrate on doing what we can do to further this field and increase collaboration. Thanks for being with us tonight, and folks, we will see you next time on the other side. Good night, all. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. 
You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.